Hello, hello, and welcome to The 360 Method, a weekly podcast where we chat about everything the Autism 360 program. Every week, we catch you up with what's going on, chatting with team members, and talking all things mindset, as well as exploring relevant ideas that autism parents think about. Today, we are talking with Stephanie. Hooray. Hi, Steph. Hi. Steph is our talented program delivery manager and has been with the program since the very beginning. Steph is also a mum to two beautiful autistic kiddos who have my heart, that's for sure, and has also worked as an ASL interpreter for the deaf community and as an intervention specialist in the public school system. Welcome, Steph. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I am your host, Ella Bailey. I'm an Autism 360 veteran coach and explorer of all things parenting support. Before becoming an Autism 360 team member, I worked in psychological research and in behavioral psychology. So welcome to you, our lovely listeners. We care about you, your thoughts, and we exist for you. So whether you're a program member or not, we would love to hear from you. Please drop us a line at hello at autism360.com. We would love your feedback, questions. If you'd like to get in touch with Steph or ask her a question, we will nab her again and get her to come back on. So I want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation on whose land I live and work and from where this podcast is being broadcast today. And also just give the disclaimer that this podcast does not substitute for medical advice. If you're worried about yourself or about a loved one, please do contact a health professional. Yay, Steph. We get to chat about you and your journey, your beautiful kiddos. Where would you like to start? Let's, Let's hear about your first introduction to the world of autism, autism parenting. Where does your story begin? Well, my story begins actually in the world of autism prior to my kiddos. I am working in the school systems in the special education umbrella. Um, You know, I had the joy of meeting several children on the spectrum. So all varieties, all different skill sets um, was in their classroom. So that was really my introduction to autism. Um, You know, what little I did know at the time, really learned a lot about it. Um, But then my world changed when my children were diagnosed, oh gosh, probably four or five years ago. Uh, My son and daughter were both diagnosed with autism. So then I was, you know, thrust into the world Um, you know, reading every book and finding everything that I could find um, and decide like, where am I going from here? What's that look like for me? And, you know, the terrifying unknowns, but also just the, okay, what's next? How do I make this world my world now? Yeah, that's so interesting. I mean, you have such a pivotal role in the, the journeys of parents who come onto the program. Do you see any of yourself in the pro, in the parents that you onboard, especially the ones who are kind of early in their in their journey? I do. Um, I see it every day. Um, I I hear my story when I talk to them. I I hear my children like when they're talking about their children. So it's really really relatable and why I love what I do. I just feel like. I can be the tour guide. Um, You know, I have that special, I really feel like I have a special job um, with what I do here. And when I meet these families, I really get to 
be their tour guide. Like, okay, here we are. Here's your support system. Here I am. Please reach out. Like, let's do this. This is possible. Mm -hmm. This is going to be hard and amazing all at the same time. And I get to really just embrace things that, you know, help them embrace those things, those difficult things, those challenging things, those scary things, like it's okay. This is, this is okay. And this is, I experienced this. You're going to experience this. This is what we're going to, this is how we move forward. So yeah, I see it every day. That's amazing. I, um, you know, obviously I don't have kids. I don't have autistic folk in my family. So this is an element that I have to draw a lot on from you sort of thing like what is that experience like what does it feel like in the day-to-day kind of give me those insights I'd love to hear a little bit about your kiddos their journey as much as you'd like to share about them and where there is where they are both at um so my then my littles I call them my littles um I always have people kind of laugh um but they are my littles even though they are getting so big um we're going on eight and nine this year so I know I'm like, where did my babies go? But they're oh my still goodness, just, <laughs> they're so big. <laughs> I know, I know. And then they do these like big kid things and just like change, like just startle me. They just make me stop and go, they're not babies anymore. Oh my goodness. You know, what's next? Um, but exciting too. Um, so my kiddos, my son, um, you know, they both are considered severe autism level three, however you want to, you know, label that per se. Um, but I would say they struggle. They, they would be severe, um, but they, they're the happiest kiddos. They really are. They're such a joy. They're so much fun. Um, the littlest things just get them excited about life. I love how excited they are about life every day. It just makes me, reminds me, be excited about life. Um, my son behaviors, behaviors. Oh my goodness. The behaviors. Um, I, I always tell him, I love you to the end of the earth, but you make me crazy some days. You really do. <laughs> um, you know, he can't regulate. And so he's so emotional, um, that he stopped, he, it causes him the inability to really verbalize what's going on or verbalize his feelings or even to be able to verbalize. I need something. It's just, it's sadness. It's crying. It's the tantrums or, you know, meltdowns that you hear about. Um, but big hugs and squeezes and a lot of safety and mommy's here and we got this. I can really guide him to start, you know, let's, let's take a breath. And then he can say, I need help or help you know, mommy help. And that really helps me guide him. My daughter, on the other hand, she is my spirited little willful thing. Um, she's wild and fun and terrifying. Um, she has no, no understanding of safety. Uh, she's getting there, but no, no concept of safety. So she's running around. She's, you know, running around the house, no clothes on. She's, you know, drawing on the walls. She's going to be my artist. I always say she's my artist. She loves to color. Um, I think art's going to be her thing. Um, but she, you know, she's nonverbal. Uh, she doesn't, uh, she does sign. She started signing this year, which has been amazing. And she has maybe seven words in her vocabulary, but that's okay. Um, it's easier for me to teach her signs than it is for me to teach her to talk. And I'm okay with that. Um, cause really? she's, yeah, she's, she draws herself to signing. Um, you know, I can teach her a new word every day and she's Amazing. like, that's so much easier than like 
say this, say this, mm -hmm. say this. And she struggles totally. with that. So let's go with what works for her. Um, and yeah, she's, she's a fun kiddo. They both, you know, have their challenges with education, but they're getting there. Um, mm -hmm. And I just patients just have to be patient with them mm -hmm. as much as possible. But yeah, they're each going in a separate direction all day long. So yeah. they keep me uh, fit and tired. Yeah, I can imagine <laughs> just the cardio that you get, you know, you don't need to go to the gym. It's fine. No. Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. I, um, um, I talk about this this a lot with my clients. Um, the two peas in a podcast ladies have reclaimed the idea of a milestone. You know, they've reclaimed the idea that there are these specific behaviors or accomplishments that we can use to kind of mark progress through the developmental trajectory of our kids. And that can be a real pain, pain point for families whose kids have some sort of atypical developmental trajectory, whatever that might look like. And so they have coined the term milestone, um, oh. which is whatever your milestone is, whatever is a big deal for you, claim yep. that. You know, that's your milestone. Yes. So do you have any recent milestones from your kids? I would love to hear. Um, gosh, I was thinking about this the other day, just randomly of like the little things that I find amazing. Um, and you know, my daughter being able to communicate, that's a big deal yeah, to big me. Deal. And it's not that she wouldn't, she's always been able to get her needs met. Um, yep. She is adamant. She will drag you all over the kitchen if she wants something to eat. She has no problem. And she will dictate every single person. If you're an adult and you walk in my house, she's putting you to work. Um, but, you know, I watching her, like taking her to the park this week, and I watched her walk up to a stranger, but an adult, and she wanted their help. And I watched her sign want, which is her way of saying, like, help me do the monkey bars, or I want you to participate in what I'm doing. And so she signed to the, the person, even though the person couldn't sign. But it was amazing to watch because she knew that's how you communicate. She nice. understand that that was communication. That's a huge milestone. That huge. is a massive milestone. Yes. But she understands it. That is communication, and that's how she gets her needs met. Huge. I never thought I would be here with her. Never it's thought a party. I would be here. it is. It is. I love it. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's such a good um, one. It is. And my son, um, you know, he has honestly he's had so many in the last eight months. Um, potty mm -hmm. trained, mm -hmm. you know, he was doing well, he was still struggling. But it just seemed like it just it happened and it mm. worked and it's working for him. And that's a big one. And being able to stay on task, follow directions in mm. the classroom, um, minor prompting. He's just really staying on task. He's able to write his first and last name. He wasn't writing a year ago. First and last name, Amazing. no problem. Mm -hmm. And working on those, you know, different articles, like, you know, Quinn is and whatever he's doing mm. and being able to point at pictures. So understanding the concept of even is huge. Amazing. Huge. Yeah. I love that one. I think there was um, what I would consider a milestone for you and your family a few weeks ago when you sent these beautiful pictures of your kiddos at the beach for the first oh, yes, time. Yes, that was and huge. I, think, I, I mean, A, that's huge. But what that to me demonstrates is the milestone of knowing that your kiddos will respond to you enough to be able to keep them safe in that kind of situation, right? So we can't 
as as parents or carers, our our safety internal safety mechanisms, our anxieties about their safety are what dictate how far we can go, how you know how 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 far we can explore that kind of thing and when parents feel ready to take their kids further and further afield to have bigger and bigger adventures that to me indicates that parent feels safe enough and you know in control enough to explore with their kids and that yep. to me makes my heart sing that's why i do what i do yeah you know to get parents enjoying and and kids autonomy and freedom to do what they love and that's a big one. And that's a big that's one a big as one. a parent. I had um, Quinn and Nessa very young. Those are mm. my children. Mm. And Quinn ran from me in yeah. the store and it was connected to like a mall. So you could go mm. into the mall, like walkway area. He ran from me and he mm. was giggling. He thought it was hilarious. He was looking back like, haha, I'm running. And I have oh, no. Nessa on my hip. I mean, she's yeah. just a baby. I was so scared. And that stopped me from yeah. tra- like traveling out in public with both of them. I would of take course. one yeah. and one would stay with daddy. I would not take them both out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm now in a situation where I have no choice. Like it's me and them and like, we yeah. got to go. But that beach day was huge. Not mm-hmm. just that it was, I was a little like scared about like the ocean, but watching them and the sensory input they got that day, I just didn't realize how big of an impact that would be. The wet sand, they were, you know, putting, stomping their feet in it. It felt really neat. They could see their footprints, their handprints, um, walking into the water when like the, the waves would crash into us. My daughter at first was scared. She wanted me to hold her, pick her up. So I'm holding her as the waters, but I made it fun and I would dip her when the waves would crash and then, you know, do the crash. So I would dip her into the water. She thought it was hilarious. And they loved it. My son loves crashing into stuff. So those waves just crashing into him loved they would it would drag him back to shore and he thought that was fun he could like ride the waves you know my little surfer dude um and then my daughter just loving the water and playing in the sand she just stomped in the sand and really got you know so much sensory input they were so happy um i can't wait to take them back yeah and i think um it kind of begs the next um thing which i wanted to ask about which is like what do you think has changed about your parenting journey or about, I guess, your life in general since coming into the program? I mean, you've been with Autism 360 for more than three years now. You're the mm-hmm. OG, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I was thinking about mm. that the other day. Yes, very mm. long time. Yeah. And, and you know, where does Autism 360 fit into your journey? What's What has changed? What's stayed the same since you joined the program? Um, you know, I would say that on this journey, the one thing that I learned so much and changed my journey was the sensory component that I didn't understand. Sensory, when I was working with children in the world of autism, it just wasn't being touched on. You'd hear sensory processing disorder, but nobody knew what that meant or okay, what do we do with that? Once we have that, like, what does that mean? So that really changed my parenting style and being overly aware. So as an interpreter for the deaf, I was always that sensory piece. I was the ears for that deaf person, whether it was, and I had to be very inclusive listening. Like if I'm in a classroom and the AC unit is on, oh, you know, it was loud. So I would have to let that person know, oh, there's a buzzing. It's hard to hear. There's a buzzing from the AC unit above us, 
or someone would make a joke or a kid would speak out a turn or a child would burp and the kid would, the class would laugh. Well, what are we laughing about? Oh, well, he burped, haha, you know, Timmy's being, you know, Timmy. Um, so really that sensory component and what my kids need, understanding they're loud, they make a lot of noise, it's a noisy house. Um, but also understanding I need a sensory break from the noise and being able to make, take those breaks for myself, but explaining that to my children. Do they understand everything I say to them all the time? Probably not, but I will say, hey, mommy needs a break. You're being really loud. You're yelling really loud. Let's use indoor voices or let's, let's settle down a little bit. Um, so just understanding all those sensory pieces that come into play changed my parenting style completely, completely. Um, I would not parent, um, a child without a sensory disorder. Like I wouldn't parent them the same. I just wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't it? And I think, um, you're right. Like it's, it's been over the course of, I'd say the last five years or so that that, um, p- part of the puzzle piece of of truly meeting our autistic kids' needs has become, I mean, not everybody knows, but it's much more widespread than it used to be, yeah. I would say, in terms mm-hmm. of understanding, you know, these are the variety of needs that we need to meet. Right. And how those affect their behaviors, affect totally. their communication, affect their ability to work well in a classroom. What's giving them a bad day? Um, When my son's overly emotional, I'm like, "Mm, is he not getting enough energy out? Is he getting enough input? You know, is he too stagnant? Do we need Mm -hmm. to move our bodies and get out? And everyone is like that, but it can be so much more stressful for our little ones when they have that, you know, processing disorder piece to their lives. And when they're heavy sensory kids, it's, Mm -hmm. they need it all day long. And that's my kids. They, they need activity all day long. I've got to keep them busy, which keeps me busy. Um, so yeah, I mean, that really changed my parenting journey and autism 360 really fit into my life because I was starting, you know, I just, it's been a couple years. It's been a couple years. I think my kids, maybe a year or so my kids have been diagnosed. I'd been working in the field, helping other families. Um, but really just a lot of the resources we had really helped me support my kids even more just mm. being able to supplement and realize my potty training journey not going to be the same as my sister's daughter's journey on potty training not the same at all totally. so you know we had our potty training module and that's kind of how I was introduced to 360 was working on potty training with my son so mm-hmm. that really is how that fit into my journey and then um all of you have become family. You guys are my life. You know, I yeah. see you guys every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more than just my coworkers. You know, this mm-hmm. is my family because you guys mm-hmm. understand mm-hmm. my family. You understand when I'm having a hard time, when my kids are having a hard time. Yeah. Um, you know, I can be transparent and cry with my coworkers mm-hmm. and say, this is really hard on me. I'm struggling as a mom today, Yeah, but I also know I have this great team behind me and mm-hmm. this great team also is behind every single parent that gets mm-hmm. involved in this program. You have the same support I do mm-hmm. and we will support you like you are family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, something that I find really special about the people that we work with is that I mean, you're totally right. Like they get it. They're parents of autistic kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not here to judge you for, for feeding your kids hash browns for dinner for six nights in a row because they get it, right? Like mm-hmm. they get it. It's awesome if they're not autistic or neurodivergent themselves and they have family members who are or 
whatever and it helps um it helps just give perspective i think it does yeah um, it really does so what is something that you wish that you could just shout from the rooftops that every parent of an autistic child could hear i say this i find myself saying this every day um recently because i have been struggling with my son's behaviors they have increased lots of changes in his life he's you know getting older we're dealing with hormone changes and i'm just like i have to have grace with myself so i tell every parent i say say this to parents in the onboarding i've had parents in the last couple of weeks they're crying um, they're upset because they're just like, I'm so angry or I'm so frustrated. I feel like I'm yelling at my kid every day. Have grace. At the end of the day, you're still a parent and we all get burnout. We all get frustrated. And I read a part of, I don't know where I read this, but it was like um, talking about the yelling parent that happens with neurotypical kids. Parents are like, gosh, I wish I didn't yell all the time. Um, but that's, we just fall into that trap, but it's also yell. If you yell at your child and have, just have grace with yourself, but also go to your child and say, Hey buddy, you know, mommy really shouldn't yell at you. And mommy's really sorry. But when you do this, this is how I feel, or this is how I react to it. Cause it stresses me out. And that's why I say to my son, I'm sorry, buddy. I got really stressed out and I had to yell. Um, I work in this field. I work with families and children with autism, and I know what the best practice is. I can tell you every day, like what um, strategies to implement. However, you're still a parent. You still get burnout. You still get upset and you're probably going to yell. Um, we're going to raise our voices. We're going to get angry and frustrated. Um, it's hard. Parenting is hard. Parenting children with needs even harder. So have grace. We're all going to have bad days. We're going to do things like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Apologize. Apologize. Clean your side of the street, as they say, and apologize to your child. Um, I didn't behave this way. However, your behavior, we need to work on that too. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think um, I certainly work a lot with mums who really struggle with that guilt, you know, that Mm -hmm. they feel like they're not meeting their own parenting standards um, and they're not giving themselves the grace that they would give to anybody else in their situation, that they give to their partner, that they give to their child, but they just can't seem to unlock that for themselves. So I think that's such an important message. Speaking of um, parents, we have um, a question from Lee from Port Melbourne. Asks, how do I even know that Autism 360 will add anything meaningful to my journey? There are a million programs out there who all claim to be different. I think that's such a valid question. What do you think? I think it is a valid question and that is a question we hear a lot. Um, I've had families ask me this question And I think what is unique about this program is we are putting you in the driver's seat. We're not taking your child, working just with your child, working on strategies with your child, then sending them out the door with you. We're working with you. And what I love about this program is we're teaching you all the skills that we were taught in school, all the skills we use in the clinics, all the skills we worked at in-home therapies, um, in the school systems. We're teaching you how to be the specialist in your home. And that is unique. I know for me, 
drop my kid off at speech therapy, pick them up, go home. I had asked, what did they work on? Oh, we worked on this, this, and this, but I never got, here's how you're going to implement this strategy. Let me show you how this works and give you some examples, maybe from an at-home perspective. Most of the time it was strategies and things that only a clinic would know how to do. You know, I don't have 17 different game boards and all of these things to do these projects with my child or these strategies with my child. So that is the difference um, really that makes our program different from anybody else's. Yeah, I think um, you really kind of distilled what parents um, and carers find the, the point of difference is between the way that um, we operate and the way that um, a traditional clinic might operate. And I love that, you know, our focus really does have to be on upskilling parents and, and carers mm-hmm. to feel like they know what they're doing. <laughs> right. We have to feel, we have to teach parents and carers how to do these things so that A, they can have the confidence yes. and work on those things. Because if you're not confident, you're going to just allow certain behaviors to slide and slide and slide or certain activities to continue, continue. And then you're 10 years down the road and you're like, I don't want them to do this anymore. Like I, I messed up and this should have been stopped. I have behaviors my son does. And I'm like, man, should have worked on that one. But (laughs) now, now I can, you can still work on it. It's just harder on a, you know, nine-year-old versus Mm -hmm. a three-year-old. It's going to be harder, but um, yeah, it's, you know, and not saying that face-to-face therapy with my kids, my kids need that clinic time. They definitely need that clinic time. It's good for them to work with a specialist because again, I'm mom, they're Mm going to give me a hard time. They're not going to work as easily with me. Mm -hmm. So at least when they're working in the clinic with someone else, they're, they're just working on that. They're not working. They're not working on something and being like, you know what, mom, I don't feel like listening to you right now. I'm not interested right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They're more, they're willing, they're more willing to be obstinate with mom than they Mm -hmm. are the the clinician. Hashtag blessed my friend. (laughs) Oh, thank you for coming on Steph. I've loved hearing Uh, your story. And I mean, I always knew that you had, um, you know, riches to share, but I think this is going to be a really good one for our parents. Yes. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Um, thank you to you, our lovely listeners for hopping on and, um, listening with us today. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you'd like to get Steph back on, pick her brain a little bit more, then we can absolutely do that. You just need to drop us a line and let us know. Um, we will be back next week with another interesting topic for you to, um, sink your ears into. Um, and until then think 360.